Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Chasing Wins. TJD, I mean, as a play finisher, as a defender, as a guy that can, you know, make passes at the five, make legitimate high-level advanced reads at the five position. He had some really great passes and assists where he was creating for others. Um, and just his court vision is super good. He's 6'9". Obviously, the the frame is there. He's 23 years old. So just kind of like in a nutshell, um, between the two players, kind of what you thought and what your thoughts are on them in summer league and then how you project them to contribute this season and beyond. Mm. So it's interesting how the 57th pick is more appealing in the immediate term than the 19th pick. But I think that's kind of the situation for the Warriors uh, in the upcoming season. I think Pods is not really going to play. He's not, he's not, he's probably going to be in the G League a lot, probably. uh, And he needs to develop, right? Uh, Whereas uh, Davis is, he's a four-year college player. He's polished and he's kind of ready to go uh, off right out of the gates. And he kind of fills that role that the Warriors have desperately needed at the power forward center position. Uh, they got Dario Saric, right? Uh, so right. maybe they will compete to some extent, but depending on what happens in this uh, in, in the offseason, because they still need to make a move. Uh, we don't know if they're going to make a move or if they're just going to, I have. think what it seems like they're just waiting on the, the buyout market to be more uh, prosperous in a way, like uh, because they have, they, according to Slater, they left the 14 spot open with purpose uh, to wait for a buyout candidate to be available. And should someone that's worth their uh, attention be available, then I think they'll, they'll take a good look at, you know, adding a player, but they're going to leave that spot open for now until you know certain players get bought out when you say buyout are you talking about like later in the season or does that happen in the off season i would assume uh within the next month or so Oh, okay okay so yeah. in the off season yeah yeah right. probably around early august i would mm-hmm. i would expect someone to be signed because early to mid-august because um that's generally when like players start to kind of fizzle out and then it's like teams decide like okay these are the players we're going to buy out. We're going to finalize certain situations. Like um, I know Rudy Gay is waiting on a buyout. I think he got traded to Atlanta. I think it was. I'm not saying I want him, but that's obviously like an example of a player that uh, who may be available or whatever, but it's kind of that's thing. And within the next few weeks, I'd expect also Andre Iguodala. Uh, I'm not saying I want him back necessarily in a, as a player as taking a roster spot, but he also hasn't made a, definite decision from a retirement standpoint i don't think so that's going to be interesting to see within the next month as well but yeah that's kind of the status of that it's interesting uh, andre uh 
I wouldn't mind if he came back because I think they could have really actually used him in the playoffs had he been healthy. And mm-hmm. I mean, he did come back and he did start playing, but then what did he hurt his finger or something? Yeah, Iguodala uh, kind of fra- he fractured one of uh, his wrist. Yeah, so that's unfortunate. That that's more of a injury issue than an incapability issue. Yeah. And when he did come back in the regular season and he played some minutes, it, it was very impactful. So put him alongside some of the more uh, some of the more impactful pieces that they've picked up in the offseason. I think he he could still be useful despite I think he's going to turn 40, which is that's pretty insane. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. But unlike a guy like Haslam, Iguodala is still usable. Uh, not only is he usable, he's a he's just a cl- connective guy all around, whether he's on the floor or he's you know on the bench, right? even just helping a guy like Wiggins the way he did in the last finals. So, right. so yeah, I, um, I wouldn't mind if you would allocate if, if the situation was like last year where they had a bunch of dead roster spots, then I would think twice about whether it's a good idea to have a guy like Andre Iguodala on the roster, right? Just because you need usable, more usable pieces definitively. Right. Yeah. Like dependable, reliable, that kind of thing. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I felt I like mind. last year we did, and and you made the, you made the good point of we don't we had a lot of unreliable spots that were used up, and yeah. da, I think Dario is so I'm so happy we it like because I know we were waiting on that for like a week. Uh, I'm just happy it got done because like that that was such a big signing from a versatility standpoint, and Jermichael just didn't cut it last year. So he like on a night to night basis, you couldn't really depend on him, you know, being a, a rotation piece. Yeah, he's just defensively weak, man. Yeah, no, he yeah. Would, and he couldn't, and he struggled to to like screen. He was just very limited for what we for what we demanded in in that at that spot. What Otto could provide reliably, uh, Jamichael was just not as um, capable. So. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. somebody who's been in the league for a long time, he was shockingly unreliable defensively, um, especially because he's more of a – he's always been a power forward. And right. he just couldn't make that translation over to being a center. Uh-huh. You know, this is – because Jermichael Green, he's a tweener power forward to begin with. I right. think in the earlier days, he would have been considered more of a – like a you know small forward slash power forward. So – it's hard for guys like that to move, make the move over to center. It's such a gigantic difference. Power forward, you're just kind of holding it down-ish in the paint area. You get the rebounds, right? You're helping the center, right? But, you know, center is like, you're the anchor. You're the one controlling the defense. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, so yeah, you know, Jermichael just, he just, man, I wanted him gone <laughs> within like the, two or three games that I saw of him playing in the regular season. So I, yeah. I can see it, man. Defensively, 100%. you know, if you can't do certain things in the regular season defensively, you better believe that it's not going to translate in the playoffs either. You know, that that's the biggest yeah. thing. Um, As far as like TJD and, and pods go, I think with TJD, uh, I actually think he is a guy that he can get minutes day one. Like, you can throw him out there. If you watch him, he was so sound defensively in summer league. And I know summer league isn't like the barometer of like, you know, how ready you are at the NBA level. But 
there were things that I could that I saw that I was like, oh, that's gonna translate. Like his ability to play two in the pick and roll, the cat and mouse game, where he's like, you know, able to inch up on a guard and then recover to the big to allow the guard, the defensive guard, to recover. You know what I'm saying? And, and kind of guard the pick and roll, guard two v one, kind of like the way Draymond and Anthony Davis do so well. And Jaron Jackson, like, and I'm not saying he's at that level, but he did similar things. And defensively, his ability to just recover um, and block shots, weak side, his timing, his his feel for for uh, defense, his ability to rebound on the second jump. He had eight offensive rebounds in the second game. Like his ability Crazy. to just crash the glass. He has a nose for the ball, play finisher. He, had, I think, he had 18 points in the second game, just diving to the rim. Uh, just a vertical threat. I made the comparison, like I made it in the past, that he reminds me a lot of Anyeka Kongwu in terms of like his frame, his uh, just ability to just move. Now, obviously, they have different skill sets. Like Kongwu's like probably a better rebounder. Uh, he's a little bit of a different player in certain ways, and I think TJD's a better playmaker for sure. But like from a size standpoint, at six nine, six ten. And the ability to, to be a vertical threat, they're very similar in that sense. And they have both, they both have very good second jumps. So I think and they and they're both defensive minded as well. Like I think there's a lot of parallels there. And I think I watch him and I watch him play. He's 23 years old. I think coming into the NBA, he can be a, a day one type of player. Now with pods, I think this isn't the year for him, but I do think next season will be. I think he has shown some skill sets. And some some ability that can translate at the NBA level. His playmaking is one of the best I've seen in summer league. Uh, just ability to just make plays, his court vision, um, that like get to spots, his patience. I just think it's a it's very advanced um, comparatively to when you look at his peers and when you look at even other NBA players. So I think there's a real um, there's a, there's real potential there. I just think it's not going to come next season, just because the the guard spot is log jammed with CP, with Steph, Clay, Moody, all them. So, I think right right right, right now what it comes down to is Pods is probably going to get a lot of G League run and 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 TG, uh, TJD for to that extent as well. I think we I would expect TJD to get more consistent regular season run than Pods will. But I think both players, I could, I would forecast them being very good players for the Warriors down the line if they aren't traded. Uh, whether you know if that's there's a deal available in the future down the road, we'll see. But like, they project to be good NBA players based on what I saw. Um, so yeah, I mean, any thoughts on that overall? Um, so Pods, I, I don't know. I don't want to judge him based on summer league. Um, I want to see. I want to see what he does in the preseason and um, some other things before I come to any kind of conclusion right. about what he's capable of, what his potential is. Um, but you know, summer league, it, it's tough. Like, are they running the same thing that Steve Kerr runs in the regular season? Very like, similar. Very similar stuff. Like, it's, I mean, it's. They were running, and by the way, Pods mentioned like in Santa Clara, which is where he went to to college. They were running very similar stuff to what the basically a similar patterns and and the play calls that the Warriors do. Like it's an extension of it. So yeah, Pods they they basically ran like the weave stuff, um, a lot of like uh, horns and and uh, floppy 
just like the basics. And then on top of that, like I didn't see like split actions or anything, but like they were, and they ran some pick and roll. They ran yeah. some, some ball screen stuff, but I mean, they had to have run pick and rolls if Paz is creating a bunch of offense, right? If yeah. he's the one creating the offense, I'm going to, how is that happening? It was with the ball in his hands, right? So I, I assume that they were running a little more pick and roll 100%. so that he can create. Um, but again, I didn't want, I didn't necessarily want him to be in that role. I wanted to see him be more of a scorer because I feel like in terms of his fit with the Warriors, I mean, they need that a lot more. So defense and shooting and the ability to uh, finish around the paint area, stuff like that. Like that's the kind of stuff that the Warriors really need because they already have how many playmakers they have. Steph Curry, they have Chris Paul, they have Draymond, other guys need the ball in their hands. Like how many more creators do you need on one team? Right. Yeah. So, so that's why I didn't love like him, the notion that he was going to create rather than uh, be the guy who catches and scores the ball in some way. Right. That's kind of, you know, he scored 20 points per game in college. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of more of what I wanted to see from him. And because I didn't see that, because I saw the poor shooting, like really poor shooting uh, and just he just was more of a playmaker that just made me a little less interested because it's not necessarily what the Warriors need his skill sets that he showed in the summer league so well either way I'm not paying that much attention to him I understand the Warriors have him and I kind of look at him right now for now more as an as an asset to possibly trade if necessary. Right? That's kind of how I look at it because he's not going to be usable next year. Like not at all. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. On playoffs, he's, he's not in rotation. Right. Uh, whereas Absolutely. Davis, Davis, I see more of as almost like a free agent, like a polished young yeah. player who is a free agent and they signed him. That's how I feel about him because because he's a four-year player. That that means, like, if he took the normal route of, like, getting out after his first year, right? That means he yeah. had, like, four, uh, three more years experience. And now he's going into, his, like, fourth year, essentially, if he were an NBA player. That's kind of how I feel about him. Uh, and defensively, like you said, I mean, the guy averaged three blocks per game in college. That's insane. So, um, you know, if, if you're averaging three blocks, you're you're definitely a capable defender. I'm not going to be too excited about him just because I remember feeling pretty good about a guy like Jordan Bell when they got him. Mm-hmm. I think they got him from the Bulls for a cash or something. So they got yeah. him for free, essentially. And I, I was checking out his background, at, you know, in college. And he was like defensive player of the year or something, right? So I was actually, I was like excited about him. Yeah. And and he did play a role. But at the end of the day, he ended up being like kind of fringish, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the only thing. I, I'm, I'm going to try to just reserve my expectations because he, at the end of the day, Davis is still a rookie coming in. Uh, he has no NBA experience, that's a fact. So... Uh, but I, f- I do feel like he's just polished and he has good hands. Like you, like you said, he, he has a knack for the ball. 11 rebounds in college, which is like three rebounds better than what Okongwu did in college. So 
uh, just polished all around, man. It's just a complete game, uh, almost complete game. The one thing that's missing is his uh, jump shot. We haven't seen that at all, right? But right. And to, he, he's got some versatility about him where he can be usable in the offense in a variety of ways, whether it's a loony role as a screener, whether it's a uh, Draymond uh, role as a as a direct creator in the post, you know, off, whether it's off the split action, whatever, or he can be a pick and roll partner to Chris Paul, right? So he's a great finisher around the rim, right? So there's a lot of roles that he can potentially fill for the Warriors. It's just a matter of how they're going to, uh, whether he, they're going to use him at power forward or center because they have Sarge. And I, I just don't know how who's going to play the uh, power forward and who's going to play center at this point. Right now, the depth chart is Draymond Looney, Davis, and Sarge. I think that's, yeah. I think that's uh, so far. And, you know, maybe they'll sign another guy. But right. until then, that's what it is. And I, I kind of feel comfortable with that. I, I still, obviously, I, if they can get TJ Warren, I still want TJ Warren. If they can get him uh, for the vets minimum, like, come on. But, He's yeah. a solid piece. He'd be a solid piece for sure. Yeah, but I do feel that Davis will be ready to play regular season minutes. Let's see how it goes, though.